the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Valentine's Day, Tuesday morning. You're tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damien Clotto. Hey Damien, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all our loved ones and those we don't even know. We hope your heart is turned to the truth today. Oh, yes, I love that. Thank you so much. How's that, eh? I'm getting love better that. at this. <laughs> well, we're going to have a great show today, but let's first start off with prayer. If you don't mind joining us in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, who enlightened the Slavic peoples through the brothers St. Cyril and Methodius, grant that our hearts may grasp the words of your teaching and perfect us as people of one accord in true faith and right confession. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our saints of the day, according to the Franciscan media calendar, is Saints Cyril and Methodius, but of course, St. Valentine, we remember today. So if you're going out, Damien, I don't know, are you guys doing anything special today for Valentine's Day? Uh, probably not. Uh, it, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it gets pretty crazy out there, uh, especially yes. in the restaurant world. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to try to do something special for my wife, believe it or not. I'm, I'm, she doesn't know it yet, but I'm picking up crawfish. <gasps> that is a great gift. I love Isn't that. Cool? Yeah. Okay, yes. Food so. always works. <laughs> and, uh, I wrote our little, my own little Valentine card already. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, we did that as that. well. I don't go out and, and spend Six bucks on a card at Hallmark. I, I write my own. So oh, hopefully I love she'll that. like it. Yes, definitely. No, we're laying low as well. So, But uh, we have some great guests for you today. We're starting off with some events in our listening area. We will give you details about that's coming up in six minutes. In 18 minutes, Claire Willis joins us. She is the Assistant Superintendent of Catholic Schools of the Diocese of Baton Rouge. She's going to give us an update of what they're up to over in the Catholic Schools office. In 35 minutes, Mariette Rintoul joins us. She's a community experience director over at Catholic Match, and we're going to talk about the dating website for Catholics. So a lot of people have met through Catholic Match or online dating. Mariette's going to give us a little bit more details about this. And in 48 minutes, Matt Estrade joins us with Catholic Aging and author of Peace with the Dementia Rosary. He'll be giving us an update, and we always look forward to to hearing from Matt. He's a very busy guy and always doing some wonderful things. So looking forward to a great show with you today. And Damien, looking forward to some great weather. I saw some 70s up in there somewhere. (laughs) It's it's really going to be pretty comfortable today. It's going to be cloudy, not that sunny, depending on where you are in our area. But uh, 
despite that, the chance of rain is, is pretty slight, except for the Baton Rouge area. They're calling for possibly as much as a 50% chance, but I don't see that happening. Uh, primarily, the radar looks good right now. So I'm just going to call it maybe a 20% chance of rain today in the forecast. You may get a shower. Won't last long. And the reason it's going to be comfortable is we have a warm breeze coming out of the south off the Gulf of Mexico. But it's going to be breezy. 15 to 25 mile an hour winds uh, are expected. And that's going to carry through to tomorrow. Uh, showers could linger in our area. Uh, the greatest chance of rain is going to be Thursday when that cool front blows through and makes it perfect for parades for the weekend, which is all we really ask for when it comes to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Temperatures right now in the 50s across the board. We've got more coming your way on Wake Up. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 8. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. Jesus enjoined them, Watch out, guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They concluded among themselves that it was because they had no bread. When he became aware of this, he said to them, Why do you conclude that it is because you have no bread? Do you not yet understand or comprehend? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and not see, ears and not hear? And do you not remember, when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many wicker baskets full of fragments you picked up? They answered him, Twelve. When I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many full baskets of fragments did you pick up? They answered him, Seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. In today's gospel, we can see ourselves where Jesus again addresses the issue of hardness of heart, but this time on the part of his disciples. Their failure to understand the meaning of Jesus' words and actions has been growing steadily. That is why they and we are called disciples. However, the fact they continue to follow Jesus indicates some willingness to let go of the inner resistance that blocks their complete surrender. Mark mentioned that they had no bread, that is, earthly bread. But symbolically, there is bread with him in the boat. (laughs) That's Jesus himself. St. Mark will not mention the word bread again until Jesus announces at the Last Supper that the bread is his own body to be given for us on the cross. Jesus instructed his disciples with a mini-parable. Watch out. Guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Leaven, or yeast, is used to make dough rise. A tiny amount is all that is needed to permeate the whole batch. Here, Jesus is referring to the spiritual leaven of hypocrisy, insincerity, and ill will of the Pharisees as well as the violence and unbridled sexuality of Herod. This abomination shows that his disciples then, and down through the ages, are vulnerable to this evil influence. St. Paul also uses the metaphor of leaven as an image for the sinful attitudes that, left unchecked, have a corrupting influence on the whole Christian community. 
Leaven also recalls the Exodus, when the Jews were commanded not to use leaven, which represented the corrupting influence of pagan Egypt. All of this went over the heads of the disciples, whose thinking remained fixed on earthly bread. And therefore Jesus asked them the tough question, Are your hearts hardened? Well, what about us? Are we focused on the false values of this world? Or have we surrendered to our Eucharistic Lord? How would we truthfully answer Jesus' question? Are your hearts hardened? Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Father Chris Decker and Jimmy Sagers, for today's Gospel and Reflection. You're tuning your heart to the truth. It's 11 past the hour. I'm Gabby Smith with Damian Collado. Our spring drive time is coming up in just a few weeks, Monday, March 6th through Friday, March 10th. It's a whole week. Our spring drive time is our on-air fundraisers. You can call a number or donate online. Of course, as we get closer, we will give you those details. But uh, yeah, keep that in mind. This helps us continue to expand reaching homes, keeping Catholic community media on the air, keeping Wake Up on the air, and Catholic community media alive and well in our local area. So definitely stay tuned for that. Fish fries, St. Joseph's Altar, Lenten Missions, these are a plethora of things I'm getting for event submissions for our calendar. If you have fish fries coming up and whether it's every Friday or every other Friday during Lent, St. Joseph's altars coming up or parish missions, you can send it to us absolutely free at our website at ccmedia.live. Click on submit, uh, click on events and news, and then click on submit your event. And you can send me as many events as you want. A lot of people have been doing that, so I want to make sure that we get the word out there from New Orleans, Biloxi, to Baton Rouge, those areas. There's something going on around you during the Lenten season. So lots of things happening, and I want to make sure we get that out there because I don't know about you, Damien, but I love the Knights of Columbus fish fries. They make me so happy, and I love promoting them. So send them our way. We'll post them. Yeah, can't wait for our local church parish. to. They do fish and shrimp. You get an Ooh. option. Ooh. So every other week you could change the menu, so to speak. Oh, yes. but besides that, wanted to. you remember about two, maybe three months ago, we were talking about the St. Joseph Seminarians who were, had yes. a basketball team, and there was a big fundraiser at uh, Bishop Hannon High School over there in uh, the Mandeville mm-hmm. area. Yeah. And they were raising money because they wanted to go to play in the national tournament. Well, guess yeah. what? St. Joseph Seminary College won the national championship as far as seminarians go. (laughs) Isn't that fantastic? That's right. The little college in Covington, as it's known, uh, uh, won the Father Pat O'Malley Invitational near Chicago. They went 3-0, then they went into the elimination round, and they just dominated. In fact, they beat St. Francis de Sales 75-67 in the finals. Carter Domingue from Lafayette, he's a future priest. He was the tournament MVP. Little known fact about Carter, he played on the Raging Cajuns University of Lafayette (laughs) basketball team before he decided to become a priest. So they had a hidden gem or weapon, as you say. But congratulations to St. Joe's Seminary College. Uh, We were proud of you guys. Way to go. Second time they won the national title. 
My goodness. Congratulations. That is incredible. Well, make sure you don't miss our Advent at Sea. It is a four-night Western Caribbean cruise aboard the Carnival of Valor departing from New Orleans. It's going to be Thursday, December 7th and returning Monday, December 11th. I know it's so far away, but we want to make sure you get all of the information so you can start planning. Daily Mass with Father Chris Stecker, confessions, and of course, join your Catholic community, media, friends, and family. So you can go to our website at ccmedia.live to secure your cabin today. You can talk to our cruise consultant, Susan, and she will get all of the details for you. So it's going to be a great time. It is far away, but they have to book the cabins now. You know how those cruise ships are. They book Mm -hmm. up and then off they go. So they're not going to look back. I think this is the last week you can sign up. So if you're planning to go, don't hesitate anymore. Get after it. Okay, Mm -hmm. we've got Claire Willis with the Diocese of Baton Rouge Catholic Schools coming your way on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 14th. Today we celebrate Saints Cyril and Methodius, but let's also briefly remember Saint Valentine, the 3rd century priest and martyr who gave his heart to God rather than renounce his faith. Cyril and Methodius were brothers, born in late 9th century Greece. Both men became monks and missionaries in Moravia, part of the present-day Czech Republic. Cyril's first work was to invent an alphabet still used in some Eastern liturgies. His and his brother's free use of the local language led to opposition from the German missionaries already ministering there. Cyril died only 50 days after taking the monastic habit. Methodius, older by 15 years, continued mission work for 16 more years. This included service as a papal legate for all the Slavic people and as a bishop. Methodius was exiled for three years in a political dispute and later was falsely accused of heresy. Both men encountered opposition and even hostility from some clergy for preaching in the local language and for their use of the Slavonic liturgy. Today, Cyril and Methodius are honored in both East and West as patrons of ecumenism. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. And it's 19 after on this Valentine's Day. Hopefully you and your sweetheart are going to have a wonderful day. With us right now, Claire Willis, Assistant Superintendent of Catholic Schools for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And she's here to share with us uh, some of the things taking place behind the scenes, so to speak, when it comes to admissions and the process that they go through and tuition and even the assistance uh, options that are available when it comes to tuition in our diocese. So, Claire, good morning. Welcome to Wake Up and Happy Valentine's Day to you. Well, good morning to you as well, and thanks so much for having me on this morning. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, thank you very much. So let's chat a little bit about this because, uh, you know, parents get a little uh, tense, get a little, uh, you know, um, anxiety, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. At least my wife did every time it came uh, time to try to get our child into a new Catholic school, whether it had been mm-hmm. grade level or, or high school level. Uh, what's the process these days? Sure. So, you know, we are uh, kind of in the thick of admissions season right now. A lot of schools have 
have already uh, started or even on the tail end of concluding their enrollment processes, but that doesn't mean that it's over. Most schools have open enrollment until their seats are filled. Um, and as you may know, we, we serve nearly 30 schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Now, that covers eight civil parishes in mm-hmm. and around the um, East Baton Rouge. Um, so there's still lots of schools that are going to have open seats for, for parents who are still considering um, looking into a Catholic school option and, and haven't applied yet. So I don't want anyone to think that the time is too late to try to, to uh, seek out a Catholic school option for their family. But the process is pretty simple. All of our schools operate, for the most part, um, independently. So anyone who's interested in a school, if you're not sure which school to look for, they can start at our website where we have all of our schools listed and linked. Um, that, that's the Catholic Schools Office of Baton Rouge website. Uh, but you can go directly to the school of choice. Contact them. Most of them will take you on a tour, let you see the school, talk to teachers and students and even other parents, um, and then we'll walk you through that admissions process. Uh, of applying and turning in paperwork and, and learning a little bit more about the timeline when they can find out if they've been accepted into a seat. Um, for the most part, acceptance really just means school readiness for that age. So, um, you know, kids that are entering right at pre-K or kindergarten, they might do some basic uh, social-emotional uh, evaluation just to make sure that they're ready for a full-day structure of school. If they're at an upper grade, if they're entering at a point that's first grade or higher, there might be a, a written assessment that they do just to make sure that basic foundational skills are um, on target. Even if they're a little delayed, that's okay, too, mostly just to make sure that they're not going to uh, be set up for, um, that they will be set up for success when they start the school year. There you go, yeah. Now, I can remember when our kids were uh, getting into Catholic schools, there were waiting lists in some cases. Yeah. And you always heard, you know, the rumors, oh, well, if you pay X amount of dollars, they're going <laughs> to get you in. Still like that? Or you've taken a little bit more steady control over how the admission process works? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just yeah. telling you what I hear out there. Sure. So there are some schools that are going to have um, – perhaps higher demand than they have seats available. And in that case, um, the schools will use a tiered acceptance model that'll start with, so if it's a parochial school, then the school is obviously a ministry of the parish. And so Mm -hmm. first and foremost, they're going to try to make sure that they're serving the needs of the the parishioners for that church. Um, Typically how parishioners defined is going to be a, um, a registered member of the parish, and even sometimes they tear it further to be a tithing member of the parish. So depending on the school, you may find that, you know, some people will say, oh, you have to, to pay a certain amount of money. No, just to be considered a, um, a contributing member of the parish may also come with some expectations of tithing. Um, so that in that case, you know, the school's going to have to put in some qualifications. Are we first serving the members of our parish? Then are we serving the geographical boundaries that we serve? And then beyond that, if perhaps they have our, you, know, you have siblings there but live further out. Um, but that's not the case at all of our schools. Again, that's only a, a handful of our schools where the demand, um, whether it be because of the area that they serve, but the demand's higher than the number of seats that they have to, to fill. Um, we have lots of schools that still have room and capacity that we'd love to help you find a spot for if you are still looking and, and can't get into maybe the school that you think is your first choice. That's great. What's the current number of Catholic students enrolled in, in the schools sure. in our diocese? Do you know? Uh, I do. Across the entire diocese, we serve just over 14,000 students wow. this year. Wow. Okay, great. And uh, do it, can you separate that from the high school versus the uh, grade school level? What's that like? 
oh, I certainly would have been able to if I had that in front of me. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm taking this okay. from home and not from my office. So um, I'm sorry that I don't have that right in my head. Now, tuition. You know, inflation is hitting everyone. How about the folks in the Diocese of Baton Rouge? Uh, what's tuition like right now? If you could maybe give me an average, if, if you don't mind, of sure. the grade school and versus high school. So we do. We do have um, some averages and numbers. And again, uh, numbers are not right in front of my head, but we have mm-hmm. all of this information is in our annual report, which is published on our website um, that tells averages of both our elementary and high school tuition. Um, it's, you know, I'm going to give you a rough estimate, uh, for the elementary, it's going to be about 5,500 okay. as an average. Um, and again, I'm estimating cause I don't have the number in front of me. Um, that being said, uh, most of the schools are setting their tuition rates for next year with a slight increase again, to account for the, just the, the cost of living increases mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I think the really important thing for, for all families to know is that we have lots of different tuition assistance options available to families who even think they may um, not otherwise qualify because perhaps they think their income is too high um, or, you know, they, they aren't already receiving assistance in other forms. Um, we have a number of scholarship options as well as need-based uh, tuition assistance available both at the individual schools and through our diocese. Where do they go to get that information? Because everybody would at least like to learn a little bit more about the assistance available. Absolutely. So first place to to talk to would be to the the school of choice directly. The principal will be able to share what specific programs that they partner with. Uh, So we have a number of uh, school tuition organizations um, that we partner with that are third-party entities that are actually state sponsored organizations that um, allow a child to, to get a scholarship to attend based on some criteria that they said they are need-based, income-driven. Um, those are typically reserved for school students coming from public schools directly into our Catholic school system, so that would be new families entering. But even for our returning families, um, perhaps if circumstances have changed to your income level um, or other extenuating circumstances, we have a number of tuition assistance options um, through the diocese. And that information, again, is up on our website. Um, and, you know, we, we do require just a, a form filled out uh, through facts that allows us to see what your needs are so that we can award appropriately. Okay. And is there a deadline for that form? Just, again, off the top of your head uh, so they can yes, meet no, the we, criteria mm-hmm. and all. Yeah. Yeah, so we try to we try we try to encourage sooner than later because we do start awarding um, as we as we are aware of what funds are available. We start awarding as they come in um, until the funds run out, and so the sooner the better. Uh, uh-huh. But typically, as long as it's in by late March, we we can get a good sense of how to disperse those awards uh, for June. So, so it's not too soon. Them. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. Absolutely. And again. First place to, to go to would be the school where you're trying to attend, um, and the principal there or whoever's in charge of admissions will be able to share information specifically about um, what funding options are available for those families. Yeah. I know my three children uh, got great educations from mm-hmm. kindergarten all the way through high school. They were ready for college. Uh, got a question regarding computers. That was a big thing sure. when they were going to high school. And, of course, it added to the tuition, but... Now I see the benefit hindsight because at first I'm going, what the heck? But they are so proficient, and it's it's part of their everyday life uh, as far as their work yeah. life for sure. 
has that trickled down into the grade level? I, I, I would be amazed if, if second graders would be working on computers. I'd, I'd just say I expected it after this amount of yeah. time. No, that's pretty true. Many of our schools, if not most of them, are um, what we call one-to-one, meaning there is one device, whether it be a laptop, a Chromebook, or an iPad, for every child that's in that school, at least in the fifth through eighth grades. Many schools pull it down all the way through, even kindergarten. Again, it may be an iPad that they have access to and aren't on all day long, Um, but we do know that proficiency in technology, using that technology to collaborate, to create, um, are incredibly relevant, important skills in this day and age. And uh, mm-hmm. we also know that kids are walking into our doors having had devices in their hands <laughs> for years already <laughs> in some cases. And so it's really our responsibility to teach digital citizenship and making sure that they know how to be good consumers of information um, yeah. and to be safe using technology. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. Digital citizenship. I, yeah, I me too. Jot that down. That's better than CRT, <laughs> I, I can tell a, that's you that. That's not a term I made up. That's, that's <laughs> a, kind of part of the curriculum you'll find in many schools at this point in time, or at least it should be. So if they want more information, Claire, where do they go? Um, best starting point is going to be our Catholic Schools Office website, which is CSOBR. So that's as in Catholic Schools Office Baton Rouge, CSOBR.org. Awesome. Claire Willis, Assistant Superintendent of Catholic Schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I I really learned a lot myself. I hope our listeners did, too, about what's happening in the diocese as far as our young people getting an education and what they can do to get assistance. Well, thanks so much for having me. I look forward to speaking with you guys again soon. Okay, happy Valentine's Day again, and uh, have a good day. Folks, don't go too far. If you are Catholic and looking to date, hey, hey, we've got a website for you on Wake Up. It is 35 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up This Morning. We're so glad to have you join us. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Clado. Our next guest is Mariette Rintoul. She is a community experience director over at CatholicMatch.com. And today we're going to talk about just that, the dating website for Catholics. Good morning, Mariette. Thank you so much for being with us today and happy Valentine's Day. Hi, Gabby. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad we're talking about this because we have some family members that have met online. And I know a few people who have met online that are now married. So I know it works for a lot of people. So tell our listeners a little bit more about Catholic Match and the dating website for Catholic singles. Sure. Well, I met my own husband actually on Catholic Match and thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of other people have as well. It's really neat to see the, the stories. And It's just a beautiful, simple, streamlined app or website, and you create a profile. You're able to put up, you know, a few photos, and what makes us set apart from everybody else is also the ability to share more about your faith. Um, You know, you can list your liturgical preferences. For instance, my husband and I both really love the traditional Latin Mass. We were able Mm -hmm. to put that right on our profile. You're able to share you know, the teachings of the church that you accept, this helps you really make sure you're finding someone that, you know, is on the same page as you. Um, and, and it's just a really unique way to start connecting with other Catholics, start messaging people, and um, it leads to marriage a lot of the time. 
Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So just a little bit of background. You're a homeschool mother of four. You met your husband of almost nine years on Catholic Match. You're de- you have a devout Catholic husband, uh, and you were passionate about homemaking, nourishing your family with traditionally prepared foods, and building up her domestic church. So uh, absolutely beautiful, Mariette. I know so many uh, women are also finding their, their love of their lives on Catholic Match, men as well. Um, just absolutely beautiful. So Tell our listeners a little bit more, you know, today's Valentine's Day, um, mm-hmm. you know, it can be kind of tough for a lot of people on this day, um, but it can be tough in general in today's world to find someone. Um, and let's be honest, with the hookup culture and the dating apps or the hookup apps, and they're out there, and most of them are out there. How do you separate that on a dating website? Well, I think a lot of it is encouraging people to be patient and to really um, to see the other people that you are reaching out to and connecting to as another person. Um, we don't use like member numbers anymore. We just use your name, of course, never a last names ever shown. But and we and we try to encourage people to fill out their profiles and and to message people uniquely to try to see each person you know as they are made in the image of God and to connect genuinely. Um, most dating apps that you're talking about, like they all are very much quick decision based, swiping one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. If you think this person's attractive based off one photo, you know, photo, and that's all you're going off of. Whereas we're trying to go much deeper. Um, we have the temperament quiz available. The four temperaments are a really beautiful way to, you know, get to understand why other people, their personalities are the way they are and how to relate to them how do you have good friendships and relationships with them. And um, we also have a really in-depth match profile that tries to match people on a lot of different points that would connect them better. So everything is a little slower on Catholic Match. And, and it very oftentimes requires patience. You know, some of these huge secular dating sites, they can have millions and millions of people using them. And if you're in the secular hookup culture, all you probably really are looking for is attractiveness and maybe one or two shared hobbies. But when you niche down a Catholic match, you're really finding people that are, are there for that same reason usually. You know, people are wanting to find a spouse for sacramental marriage, to raise a family. There, you know, there's, there's a really beautiful community around it, and we're trying to, you know, make everything possible to help, com- you know, communicate and connect on deeper levels. Most definitely. Have you found with the data that we have now, have you found an increase of people maybe going to online dating like Catholic Match, especially during the pandemic and post-pandemic? Yeah, the pandemic made a huge difference. A lot of people started to move things online. I've Mm -hmm. read statistics that as many as one in three marriages start with an online connection. So I think even now post-pandemic, everybody is doing everything normally again. I still think that the numbers are just increasing constantly. So I I believe it's just kind of become a default. Even if you are looking for a spouse at parish groups, things like that, most people are also trying out having a profile as well. Most definitely. Well, I think, you know, my, my generation, the millennial generation, the Gen Z generation, we're realizing that, uh, and we have been that, 
you know, these secular dating apps are not working. They're very hollow. Um, and so we're looking for a deeper connection. Let's talk about, and this is such a common question because when I think of online dating, I think of bots and I think of people who are catfishing, you know, <laughs> or trying to create fake mm-hmm. profiles. How, how do, does Catholic Match do like background, you know, vetting? How does that work? So we have a really robust security system, and I can't share many details about it, or people yeah. would, you know, easier figure out how to get around it. But we are able to remove the vast majority of scammy, catfishy kind of profiles within 48 hours. I mean, every website's a target. You know, you can't help they sign up, but mm-hmm. we're really, really good at weeding them out. And we have some basic security guidelines that we ask people to follow, um, you know, but just in our FAQs, if you'll follow these steps, like talk on the website for two weeks before you exchange contact information, mm-hmm. almost all scammers are totally found out within two weeks. So if you'll yeah. wait for two weeks and that person's profile is still there, there's a very high likelihood that they're legitimate. You know, we know all the red flags and we educate our members on that. And so um, the, the, the vast majority of members that you're going to talk to are genuine people. And, and we work really hard on that. It's something that our staff is constantly going through. And people have the ability to always report a profile if anything ever feels odd. And a real human being on our staff reviews that person intensely, even beyond what our automatic security checks have done. So we're That's really, good. really passionate about trying to keep things safe. Yeah, safety first, most definitely when it comes to online. Is there a cost to creating a profile? No, you can create a profile completely free. And we give those basic free members actually quite a lot of access and capability. Um, There is, of course, a premium option because Mm -hmm. we all have to get paid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's it's very affordable. Um, When you get it for a year at a time, it's $9.99 a month, which is you know, I think in this world, a cup of fancy coffee is like seven bucks. So we're mm-hmm. trying to keep it as affordable as possible um, and, and providing great services. And But you can absolutely sign up for free. You can run searches for people in your area. You, you can really get a lot out of it without paying a dime. I love that. Real quick, we have about a minute left. Let's talk about Relate 2023. This is the largest Catholic gathering that was hosted just a few days ago. How did that go? Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. We had a huge online conference, a ton of great speakers, and people can still access it. If they want to go to RelateCatholic.com, they're able to uh, sign up and register to watch all the pre-recorded content um, content and information. But we had everyone from people like the Stefanik speaking. Um, We had multiple Catholic marriage and family therapists that were giving great talks on the single life, peace, the temperament, intimacy, there's, um, I think, 23 talks and live workshops in total. So if people want to go to RelateCatholic.com and watch our conference from this weekend, it was really fantastic. And it's got a lot of encouragement there for people single on Valentine's Day. It's, it's really fantastic. Wonderful. Mariette Rintoul, Community Experience Director over at CatholicMatch.com. Where can we go to find out more information about, well, CatholicMatch.com, I guess, is the website I just That's told you. you but you can download the app, too. <laughs> Great. I love apps. They're so convenient. Uh, Thank you so much, Mariette, for joining us today. Of course. Thank you. God bless.
Absolutely. Maybe today is the day where you make the leap and make that Catholic match profile. So, so many people have found their loves. We have a few family members who have found their spouses online, online dating through these websites. So definitely, definitely check that out. It has worked for so many people. Matt Estrada joins us when we come back from the break. We're talking about Catholic aging, and he's the author of Peace with Dementia Rosary. He'll be speaking to Damien. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. Tuesday morning, everyone. It is 12 before the top of the hour. Get up, get going. It is going to be a great day. So glad you could join us on Wake Up. Gabby Smith and yours truly, Damian Collado, along with Matt Estrade, who is here with us. Talk about Catholic aging and is also the author of Peace with Dementia Rosary. Let me get that right. Look at that. For those of you watching us and streaming, there's his book. Good morning, Matt. And there's Matt. How are you this morning? Happy Valentine's Day, pal. Good morning, Damien. Blessed St. Valentine's to y'all. Okay, so we talk about a lot of different things when it comes to dementia, memory loss, Alzheimer's. Uh, all are related in some way, shape, or form. Um, support groups. We don't delve into that too much, but now that the year is beginning, I would think support groups are starting to form in and around a lot of areas. Can you share with us, uh, in particular, what goes on at a support group and maybe when uh, the next one is coming up? Yes, yeah, certainly. So, yes, yeah, so support groups are, 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 are so important. They, um, it's an opportunity for, in this case, for caregivers to come together, um, hopefully in the same like physical room. If not, some are meeting via Zoom. But to get together and to be with people who are in a similar situation because what I've found is that many caregivers, they feel isolated physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. So when they're around people who are, who are in a similar situation, uh, caring for a loved one who is aging, sometimes caring for someone who's living with dementia, they've, they, they're able to share things and they, they see people get it. Because uh, many times a caregiver will express uh, challenges in, uh, you know, things that they, you know, their, their challenges to other family members or to friends and they're, they, you know, they, they listen, but they may not exactly get it and, you know, see that light bulb go off. So the support group is a wonderful way to, to have fellowship with, with other caregivers to share wisdom advice and advice. Cause there's so much that these caregivers have accumulated over, over even weeks and uh and also to get education from each other and and potentially the uh, facilitator yeah we're going through that right now with uh, some family members uh, again on my wife's side and um boy it you know some people don't have long-term care insurance as they say that would be able to afford to get an CNA or a nurse in to to help out or even a sitter and a lot of family members are having to do it themselves and and I just see the anxiety and the stress just build up over two or three days can't imagine what it's like for someone who's doing it day in and day out month to month yeah it's yeah it's certainly exhausting and uh and and, you know while it is exhausting there are a lot of joys that come from uh, from from caregiving, from taking care of a loved one, um, and and that's something you also see in support groups. We we if 
a, a support group does not go by, does not happen without us um, breaking out into uh, extreme laughter at some mm-hmm. point. And you know, right. some people might get emotional, but there's more, I think, more laughter. Not that the situation's funny, but sometimes, as they say, um, it's so a situation might be or something that happened might be so ridiculous. Um, you just have to, you know, sit back and, and laugh and, you know, appreciate that, you know, that funny moment that God has provided in the, in the you know, in these challenging times. So, um, so yeah, it's not about uh, negativity at all. In fact, you know, there's time to vent. There's a time to vent in support groups, but uh, usually those are, you know, I, I, I do my best to, to, when I'm facilitating to turn those into moments of, okay, well, what do we, what do we do now? What suggestions does the group have or, you know, towards a solution? Yes, exactly. And, uh, and laughter is the best medicine. If you can make light of the situation and we do that too. Well, I mean, uh, even with the, the one you're caring for, they start laughing and, and it just, yeah. and then changes the whole mood. You know, I will say this, we say the rosary, your book is so helpful. We say the rosary every night with, with her parents. And, um, it's, uh, beautiful. I recommend everyone getting this book. It, it's very yeah. helpful and it's amazing how everyone, by the time the rosary's finished, everyone's at peace and that's when everybody kind of goes to bed you know so um thank thanks for for writing the book and uh keep that in mind folks uh get the book how can they get the book these days is it it, are you still publishing this thing yeah it's still it's still in print uh they can go to dementiarosary.com and they can they can order a signed copy from there if they go to the actual store that is within dementiarosary.com um, and then, of course, it's available at Amazon and um, other other booksellers. But if you get it from, uh, if you get it, if you get it on any link whatsoever on the website, the ministry uh, gets more of the portion, more of the proceeds than Jeff Bezos over at Amazon or or anyone else. So, uh, <laughs> so that's helpful when you get it from there. But it's certainly not necessary. However, you want to get it. I know people in Canada are not able to get it easily from my website, so they get it from Amazon's um, Canada a Canadian site. So, however, you, however you get, it's a blessing. Yeah. Uh, now, support groups. Are you facilitating one anytime soon? Maybe this week or next? Yes. Yeah. So back in September, we started one, restarted one post COVID um, at Mary Queen of Peace in Mandeville on the West Approach. Um, it's every uh, sorry. It's it's uh, the third Thursday of the month. So this Thursday, oh. the I think it's the fifteenth or sixteenth. I'm sorry, 16th. I can't remember it. Yeah, sixteenth. So this Thursday, the sixteenth at six p.m., we'll be meeting in the Parish Life Center. Uh, we have we have a wonderful group. We usually have eight eight folks um, or more that show up, um, and we just have great conversation and fellowship and prayer. Um, and uh, so I encourage you to check it out um, if you're on the if you're on the South Shore. Um, let me know. Maybe we can look at starting one at your parish, or I can assist um, someone in starting one over there. So we just want to we want to spread these support groups uh, far and wide. Um, they're built around the book. They're built around um, you know the, the ministry, and uh, which sets it apart from other support groups. Um, you know, uh, secular support groups, which I also run, but this one's really special because it's based around our Catholic faith, which provides so much support. Uh, for caregivers right now if they can't attend in person is there a zoom meeting or a support meeting coming up as well because you mentioned that earlier 
So we don't have a Zoom option right now, but you know, I, I like to respond to the demand um, in the parishes and in the, in the, in the archdiocese or, or even other dioceses that are listening. Um, so if you're interested in Zoom, certainly let me know. If we have enough people, I'd love to uh, facilitate something like that. So you, 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 you pray about it and you let me know and, and we'll, we'll try to make it happen. So thanks for asking about that. Hey, no, no problem. I tell you what, you uh, give great advice and insight mm-hmm. and peace to those who are caregivers. Um, and I really suggest that they, they seek you out. Where do they go if they want to get in touch with you, Matt? So they can go to the uh, they can go to the website uh, dementiarosary.com or it might be easier to remember catholicaging.com and there are contact forms on there. Um, so and I'm I'm sure if they if they can't find it there they can reach out to y'all and get my information. So uh, but but yeah the website's the best place. Great. Well, best of luck to you, uh, Matt Estrade with Catholic Aging and also author of Peace with Dementia Rosary. Thanks for being with us as always. Thank you all. God bless. God bless. All right. And it being St. Valentine's Day, as well as some other saints, we're going to wrap up with a prayer to St. Valentine in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. O glorious advocate and protector, St. Valentine, look with pity upon our wants. Hear our request. Attend to our prayers. Relieve and intercede for us any of the miseries that we are faced with, and as we labor, we ask that you come to our assistance. Obtain for us the divine blessing that we may be found worthy to join you in praising the Almighty for all eternity. Through the merits of Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Johnny Aber joins us with a gospel reflection. Peter Finney will update us from the Clarion Herald in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. We're talking about the power of the rosary and so much more. Have a wonderful Tuesday and a wonderful Valentine's Day. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.